Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, Betta. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. So excited to be here again with you. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. You had a beautiful sharing just a couple of weeks ago, and maybe some people have listened to that episode, but for those that haven't, maybe you want to start introducing yourself and uh, who you are and and the things that you're doing right now. Okay, my name is Beta Lisboa. I come from Brazil. I've been living in Asia for the last 20 years, in between India, Bali, Thailand. Um, I'm the creator of a yoga system based on fascia, uh, dynamic spiral in fascia yoga. I'm writing a, a book on that theme. And I work with women. I enter menopause since about three years ago. Yeah. And my life changed. I also come from trauma background. I'm a trauma therapist, right? And I, since I'm a very, from very young age, a little child, I've been dealing with a lot of home violence and a lot of trauma in my body. So I decided to heal my own, in my own journey, healing my own trauma. I understood that I would like to share more with people and women who went to this similar situations as me, as myself. And here I am, yeah, sharing my gifts and helping women to transform and to shine and to find their bodies again, to find their gifts, to, yeah, to be back to who they are. Mm, Yeah, so beautiful. You have so many personal experiences and also so much different trainings and and things like that that you've done and which translates into the courses and everything that you're offering online which I've also taken part of uh, the the beautiful course in in the trauma and mindfulness uh, based yoga which has been so helpful for me as a teacher and also as an individual so I think it's really going to be interesting to listen to your journey now entering this magical phase I mean we have these I think it's it's not diverse as it can be but if we see the three phases of uh, our our womanhood and we can always be in the different phases it's not that they end and begin right it's a cycle but really like the physical embodiment of the wise woman and and taking all of these experiences and 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 creating energy from that is going to be so interesting so maybe you want to start sharing how your journey was into this phase of your life 
Okay, yeah, it was, um, it happened very naturally um, from one day to another, I just stopped the bleeding. When I was still trying to get pregnant at the age of 44, uh, halfway through my 44, I, I thought I could still get pregnant naturally. And then I discovered that I couldn't for my uh, past situations with my uh, tubes, my fallopian tube. And then I was going to the gynecologist just to understand what I, it could be done. My husband and me, we said, okay, it's the age of 44, but a 44 years old woman nowadays is a 34. I felt so young. I felt so strong and in my body. Um, I also have a body that I have been practicing yoga for more than 30 years. So then I think I, the cultivation of that energy makes a big difference to come to that age and still be so strong, right? Yeah. And uh, um, when I was going to start a treatment to make an IVF, I stopped the bleeding. So in that moment, my interest to become pregnant and to have kids completely changed. It was from one minute to another. So I, I said, okay, now something else is going to take place and is going to require me to be full in that phase and and leave it nah? this beautiful time which is the perimenopause uh, introducing to um, us to become this wise woman and so in the in the time that I was uh, still for the first six months that I didn't have any symptoms. I mean, I lived in the tropics, in the tropics always, and that uh, um, about being sweaty and be hot, it was very common for me because of the weather. So I didn't feel much difference if I was having hot flashes or night sweats. So my first six months was um, pretty soft and um, and gentle. Yeah, it didn't come to me in a strong way. I just stopped the bleeding. And I was still very connected to my moon through the moon phases. So I was very connected to my inner seasons. And I knew the importance of stay connected to the inner seasons to thrive that period of my life better, right? And I could even feel like the tenderness of my breast and how um, I would feel cramps, you know, and the moment, the time that I was supposed to be uh, just before being bleeding. And it's really, I still feel most of the symptoms. It's really interesting. But in that time was very clear to me that it doesn't, the cycle doesn't really stop. And that blood that instead of we lose every month, the blood is converted in energy that raises spirals up and raises up in order to for us to become more uh, wise to claim our wisdom, right? Mm. Yeah. Wow, this how you explained it now is so beautiful. Like you said, 
like we're used to like having this downward flow and connecting down and and then how that transmits and becomes like an energy that moves up which also shows what a balance we will have in life like the yin and yang right the more earthy and the more that's really beautiful so exactly Exactly. what was because i'm thinking about that it's yeah it's really interesting that you had the same sensations of uh, your own cycle already and uh, that you almost like yeah the only thing was the blood missing right Uh, so it's like still going through those four phases that's also interesting maybe to touch upon maybe everyone doesn't know the four phases of of the menstrual cycle like really what it means energetically and physically we have the our inner winter it's when we are withdrawing and it's during the, the menstrual phase right it's the time that we call the red tent time when we really take time for ourselves and to hibernate it's like the goddess that goes to the red tent and hibernate and it's it's the yummy time to be on your own reading books and drinking tea and maybe have your girlfriends coming and massaging you and you know it's been pumped and it's for everybody's different some women feel like they have very big need to be on their own some women um it's more open to receive love and support from the other sisters and then after that it comes the inner spring when the body is again preparing to be out there right it's like the blue stone and and the yeah it's the the beautiful spring like what happens in the spring that the 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 flowers start opening up and that we come from the cave we come out of the red tent and we start also opening up for new possibilities for the wood and the mind starts functioning again and we become more creative creative i mean not really honestly i feel my creativity i'm much more connected to my creativity actually in that time that i bring my awareness within and then is more expressing that creativity right yeah and then it comes the inner summer it's the full moon it's the time to go out there and we have all that energy to procreate right to to go to to feel beautiful and to really um yeah to procreate is when we meet our partners and 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 then we have the autumn yeah yeah summer is no i i i made a mistake here so is the summer is the autumn right yeah the summer the autumn oh the spring the the summer the spring the summer okay the spring the summer the autumn and the winter yes yes 
yeah and in that um autumn is that it's just before the winter it's when the body is preparing again to uh to menstruate would be that pms time nah? when the body is preparing for menstruate to menstruate again which is the inner winter so yeah it's it's all the qualities and all the the characteristics of what is going outside in the weather what is going relates in relationship to the moon we feel in our bodies as women regardless yeah that's so beautiful and also the, like you said the phases of the moon we can work with like you said it's it's so apparent what happens in the in the four weeks of a full moon phase like the going from this darkness dark moon into a quarter moon and then from that into a full moon and then wait like the waning and waxing periods it's really i feel that uh, very strongly the more we connect with our cycles uh, and the nature cycles and the moon cycles we start becoming so aware of where we are in our own phase that we don't think that it's strange if we have different energy levels and different you know like just feeling different thinking different like different thoughts right completely um, yeah and being in you feel, you feel sometimes like your head is empty yeah it's like very foggy very empty yeah. just before you're going to menstruation mm. right mm. the body is all the energy is down is moving it's preparing for the hibernation which we need much of our brain yeah and, and then coming out of that winter into spring mm. and you think again and then it's all the creativity and the, the brain starts working again mm. right yeah. and i love like thinking about that like the the fall or autumn it really represents like a release and and to start going within and then really in the winter the the this because uh, the winter it's funny it has two significance right because now like for example here we see that everything since it's snow and cold that everything has died but it's actually not gone it's like there but it's like latent um, and then that in that phase it's also like a rebirth because we have the sun being reborn so it's like a it's a death and rebirth cycle in one in one way right yeah. when our intuition is really really awake mm. right is death yeah. rebirth is the witch time it's when the intuition is is awake it's when we really I can use a lot of uh, trust in yeah. our intuition. Exactly. Magic. Mm. And yeah, yeah I love that. And we did just have, uh, like when we have these powerful new moons and full moons, we can even feel it. Everyone can feel it. And even if we're not synced exactly to the that like lunar cycle, it still like represents so much. So I like the fact that you can, if you know where you are in your cycle, no matter if it's the bleeding cycle or if you don't bleed anymore, just know that, okay, when I'm 
in my summer, for example, how can I embody that element and that season in myself? What does it mean? Like just coming back that we are, it's almost like we think that we are on the nature on earth, but we're not really part of it because we feel like we have segregated from it. But we yeah. are always connected. We have this umbilical cord to everything. So we it, it just seems like we're not part of it. But our cells, mm -hmm. we can see them individually, but they are part of the body, like it's an integrated system. So we are also so much a part of it that we are the nature. So of course we can connect and embody nature in ourselves. And especially with the moon, it's mm -hmm. not by accident that we say we have our moon, right? Yeah, we exactly. have our moon cycles. Yeah, yeah we, are, we are very directed, connected to the moon and to the moon cycle, to the waters, the waters in our bodies, how much the moon influences the waters in, the, in life, in the yeah. planet, in the inner waters, in the outer waters. We can see the tides and the rivers, mm -hmm. what happens? Our bodies are not in a full moon, how much our bodies blow up. For, yeah. for me, it was very clear, like when it's a full moon, there is more bloated in my body. Mm. The, the pools, the water, there is more water retention and there is more, right? Mm. And then as soon as the moon starts to win, waxing, winning, mm. and then you can see the, the water just drawing again. Yeah, yeah, it's so beautiful. And I would like to know, like, in your experience, when entering the phase of, let's say, perimenopause and menopause, uh, like, what are common signs and symptoms? And how can we work with that? Because it, it can be very, like, the same with when we're menstruating, it can be magical if we work with it, are conscious about it. How, mm. how have you, what have you learned on your journey? Yeah. Um, basically, my I came from an, a burnout when I entered my menopause, and I think one of the factors that I got into menopause and at the age of forty-four, considered kind of early, was because my adrenals was quite compromised. Now so that um, I was already feeling very tired during this period with um, yeah, my energy levels start dropping. And of course, because of the estrogen and progesterone levels that is always um, going up and down, it's very uh, unstable. I, what, what was very clear to me is that my energy levels really dropped um my thinking i start like what is going on that i'm very foggy now you know and i start not remembering things and that was the first sign to say oh wait a moment what is going on here and in the beginning without knowing what was happening because I didn't have an education before getting into menopause. That was all my discovery and really saying, okay, I'm not going to go into hormonal replacement. That's gonna be my journey and my self-discovery. And what do I need? What is body needs? And I start really looking for holistic natural medicine, herbs and 
understanding more than anything what was going on is what helped the healing, helped me to accept what's going on. Because, for example, um, our society in our society, we are prepared, we are raised to think a lot, to, to, to be proactive, to be always doing, and right, and use a lot from the rational brain. And I do understand why the mind becomes kind of, um, it's, it's kind of, you, my mind is not the first thing anymore that I trust. So as the mind, I could not trust in the mind anymore. I had to trust in my intuition. So it was a very beautiful time that I could connect with my intuition more than ever. So which through my intuition, I connected to, to my wisdom, right? But I see a lot of women, my clients, they or my friends, they come and they say, whoa, you know, we become kind of stupid for the first three years and our brain doesn't function and I forget things. And yeah, if you hold on it, that's how you're going to feel. But, and I was still teaching and I was still... I still had to use a lot of my brain, but it was beautiful because when what was not coming, like I just made a mess talking to you about the seasons and things like, like that is very common, you know? Instead of getting self-conscious and trying to push of my brain, I would just really breathe into that space of intuition and wisdom which would be, yeah, it's okay. There is a reason for that the mind, that full brain to give space now for something else to, to birth, which is, is really being connected to our intu intuition as a woman. Uh, and, and then the hot flashes started stronger and stronger and the night sweats. I would go to bed and lying down and having to change bed sheets in the middle of the night because I my body was like releasing water, releasing sweats from all over. It was really intense. I had a period of time where those symptoms was quite uh, strong. And again, um, I started researching all the herbs that I could understood a lot that the herbs can be the healing and they were. So when I would I use I would use a certain combination of herbs and that after two, three months they stopped working and then I would change for another combination of herbs or sometimes even one that would like some something like Vitex, raspberry leaves. Yeah they are excellent to reduce the symptoms of hot flashes. But what sometimes women, they don't understand is that after a certain period, the herbs stop working and we need to, to change the herbs. And it's like, it's a journey. It's a journey that takes us within to know and like it's a full investigation. I didn't give my power to anybody. And that is also very important to know there is an opportunity to empower yourself, to take your sovereignty and say, I'll heal, I'll heal those symptoms. 
because menopause is not a disease. So there is no, no reason to think I'm going to heal myself. But what we heal, what we reduce are the symptoms of the menopause, right? And it's also good, important to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And like you said, it's just about finding a balance. And from Chinese medicine perspective, it's like so personal and so individual. What, like, what is our constitution from the beginning? How is it now? We have different uh, like levels of energy. We have different things that need to balance. So it's really a personal thing. So I like the more like, like you said, like the tailored and more individual road and to also have the, just the intention to work with it. Like you said, the knowledge and the awareness and the intention, then that helps because that's usually the case with everything else that we're balancing and healing. Yeah. And, and yeah. thank you for mentioning Chinese medicine. Chinese medicine yeah. has been one of my big tools throughout this journey. Um, when the symptoms start getting a little bit um, stronger because the symptoms, they change as well, right? Um, from hot flashes, not sweats, and brain fogginess, forgetting and not remembering things to, to feeling very tired and start feeling a little depressed, you know, and things that I never felt in my life, feeling like the, the mood swings and little depression and also dryness, vaginal dryness and dryness in the uni and a little bit, I came towards getting a little bit of the atrophy. It didn't get there, but was already starting the process of feeling pain inside the vagina in the intercourse. So the Chinese medicine was a big, 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 big healing for me. Just going and understand which organ, what was, what was happening to my kidneys, what was happening to the adrenals and the fire of the heart and of the yin and yang qualities, right? And Chinese herbs, some needles one time a week, all the juice came back and all my fluids came back. So it took literally a week for the symptoms um, of the dryness and, and the, the, I would not say pain, but discomfort to disappear. So Chinese medicine is a big one to help in that journey for sure. Mm. Wow, that's really fast, uh, like a fast uh, result that you got and being so rare. Is there any other practices that have been important for you, like daily or weekly that has been helping yeah. you? Because you have so many tools and so much in your like toolbox with all of the years you've been practicing. What have been important for you? I would say that um, definitely life style yeah i think the reason as you said well one week for your body already being responding to herbs 
and, and needles, right? I think it's, my body is very used to, to Chinese medicine since many years. More your body is familiar to, to, to eat, the response is faster, right? It's not everyone going to respond to the same and all the same length of time to, to the same therapies. But definitely, I feel I would say to any woman who is listening to this podcast right now, cultivate health, cultivate a health mind, a health body, and health of emotions. And I think for being a mindfulness practitioner, for being a yoga practitioner, um, for all us, um, cultivate a lot of uh, conscious diet, health diet since the very young age. Um, it did for sure help me in thrive this period right now. Not that the symptoms, they didn't arise to me for me, but I feel it has been a cultivation of these three aspects in my life. Yeah. And of course, now more than ever, I know I need to, I need more than in, any time in the past to do my yoga practice, to keep my mind clear. Um, I stay away from alcohol, from spices, uh, spicy food. I mean, anything that is processed in my diet, um, a caffeine right? Because those are very big aggravants of the symptoms. And yeah, it's really like be tuning in. If I drink a coffee, what happens to my system, right? Even I, I'm not against anything. I'm, I'm the person who I'm open. I feel in life we have a space for everything and, and consciously we can play we can do life is too short but at the same time i see if i drink a even a glass of wine in the evening it may relax myself in the moment but and then boom in the middle of the night there is more more heat in the body so it's a choice do i choose to to, to feel the more the symptoms or not so i would say it is definitely lifestyle and Mainly, um, diet is, is a very important one. Exercising is a very important one. I started going back to the gym after so many years. No, because also we have to understand about the muscle, um, the, the muscles we start losing, the muscle mass and the bones, right? The bones density. So we are working here and losing calcium and so I play in between my diet and exercising doing yoga meditating keep the mind positive making sure also I have an active sexual life because one thing that happened to me and was very um in the beginning I was not understanding but after I processed it was the most beautiful realization. At some point, there is a loss of there is a loss of libido. It may not happen for every woman, but researchers say 80% of women they will have that the at least lower 
interest in insects. Yeah, there is less libido. And I went through this phase and, and was really interesting because again, it was my body saying in that moment, this is not your priority. It's like when in this four phases of the menstrual cycle that the body retreats and, and there is less desire to, to have sex, right? It, it, it's exactly perfect why the body is saying no to sex. So, yeah, that was very interesting to go through that process and then with herbs and, and, and um, treatment, getting my libido back. And now in, at that point after three years, knowing that having an active sexual life is very important in order for, to, to keep the, the walls of the vagina, to keep everything healthy. Yeah, because it's one very, very common symptom in menopause is vaginal atrophy. Mm. Yeah, and it's big. Yeah, this is like so many components to, it's so many parts of it and so little that we learn. I mean, you've done so much investigation yourself. It's not someone that has been actively communicating. It's just like the cycles, like no one, ever taught us about the different parts of the cycle. So I think this is so valuable. And what are you offering for people who are wanting to work with this right now and um, mm. to, to get into that deep wisdom and balancing the body? In, in terms of my work, you mean? When yeah, I do the, a- Yeah, if the consultancies or if you do any classes or anything around this. Yeah, at the moment I'm um, I'm offering a one-one consultation. Yeah, and I can guide a woman to to just thrive, to just um, take that period with uh, to honor that time in their lives. And then as the symptoms arises and we work with uh, an assessment, so we understand in which phase of each symptom they are, right? And it's one by one, we, I work with diet, I work with herbs, I give, um, if they wanna buy, if they wanna get it, we go with me in a full journey, they take yoga for menopause with me and, in meditation, mindfulness, um, yeah, it's different packages, but the whole journey would be a support in a change of lifestyle and acceptance of and embracing it of this beautiful, most amazing, um, beautiful phase in life. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say something. <laughs> that was amazing and uh, i will be sharing the links for people to find you again if they want to work with this i think this is so valuable and beautiful and so much more to be shared i think because there's not that much out there so i really recommend everyone to check out uh, your website and everything that you're offering 
And I want to thank you so much for being here again. And I'm sure that we will take this topic and, and uh, talk more into detail about things in the upcoming episodes, because it's such a huge topic to share yeah. and talk about. Totally. And yeah, women needs the same way that I felt so unsupported uh, in that process. Mm. I, I know so many other sisters are feeling the same and, and yeah, it's good mm. to have that uh, conversation and also knowing that we are here for each other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And just one last point to that. Yeah. I'm not a gynecologist. I don't prescribe hormones. I don't do harm. I don't read hormonal tests, but I also work with a natural gynecologist that um, in case, because some cases will be more um, important to have a hormonal con control. And then uh, our team works together. And yeah, knowing as well, when to recognize that you need to go to a doctor, right? That's so beautiful, perfect combination and so valuable. And yeah, this was amazing to listen to you today as usual. I think it was uh, so, so much knowledge that I haven't got yet. So it's very beautiful. And I hope that the listeners also got so much uh, insights now and maybe want to work with you on this because it's so important, a big phase of a woman's life. So I really want to thank you again for being here and sharing and taking your time. So thank you so much, Beta. Thank you too for having me here. It's such a pleasure and I love talking about that topic. Yeah, mm. thank you. Thank you.